0: Canto Eleven, Chapter Twenty Two. Prakriti and Purusha, Nature and the Enjoyer. Sri Uddhava said, O Lord of the universe, how many basic elements of creation, tattvas, have been enumerated by the seers? O Master, I heard you speak about the twenty-eight basic elements of this world. Some say there are twenty-six. Others speak of twenty-five or twenty-seven, some speak of nine, some of four, and others of eleven elements, while others speak of sixteen, seventeen or thirteen elements. O Eternal Supreme One, could you please explain to us what these sages, who so differently express themselves with the calculations of their divisions, have in mind with them? the Supreme Lord said. With them, those elements, present everywhere, the Brahmins speak the way it suits them. After all, what would there, for those who lifted up the veal of my Maya, be difficult to say? It is not the way you say it, it is the way I say it. This is what my unsurpassable, bewildering energies do to those who argue about causes. Because my energies are interacting Differences of opinion arise among the ones who talk about this subject of causation. But when one finds peace in the control over one's senses, the controversy subsides and the arguing stops. Because the various subtle and gross elements mutually pervade one another, O best among men, a speaker wants to give a fitting description with an enumeration of causes and consequences. With each of those divisions, any single element refers to the other elements. Whether it is there as a cause or an effect, when you see one element, like the eater, you also see all the other elements that element is part of. Discrimination, as heard from the mouth of anyone who wants to reflect upon cause and effect, we accept as authoritative when that distinction originated from consistent reasoning. A person is stuck to eternal ignorance and cannot all by himself figure out what the process of self-realization entails that knowledge is derived from someone else familiar with the absolute truth in this knowledge concerning the good quality of material nature there is not the slightest difference between the purusha the supreme being the soul the actual person and Ishvara, the lord To suppose that it would be otherwise is a useless figment. The modes of goodness, passion and ignorance, as the causes of, respectively, maintenance, creation and destruction, constitute material nature, but do not control the soul. In this world, the mode of goodness is of knowledge, light, the mode of passion is of fruit of labor, karma, and the mode of ignorance is of a lack of wisdom. The interaction of the modes is called time and that what is there by nature the natural propensity svadhava constitutes the thread the actual person purusha material nature prakriti the intelligent witnessing mahatatva the identification with the form ahankara eater air fire water and earth are thus the nine elements of creation I refer to. Hearing, touching, seeing, smelling and tasting are the five senses by which one acquires knowledge. The speech organ, the hands, the genitals, the anus and the legs constitute their operation, O dear one, and the mind is there for both of them. Sounds, tactile qualities, tastes, fragrances and forms or colors are the categories of the sense objects and speech, manufacturing, excretion by anus and genitals and locomotion are the functions covered by them. In the beginning of creation, the purusha, uninvolved, witnesses the material nature of the universe, the universe that by the operation of sattva and the other modes assumes the forms of the gross manifestations and subtler causes. All the elements of the great principle, the mahat Tatva and what belongs to it, received their potencies from the glance of the Lord, undergo transformation and create, amalgamated by the power of nature, the egg of the universe. With the five physical elements beginning with the eater on the one hand, and the individual knower, the jiva, with the supreme soul, the paramatma, on the other hand, we speak of seven constituent elements as the foundation from which the body, the senses and the life-air are produced. Departing from six elements, one speaks of the transcendental person as the sixth element, conjoined with the five elements he first projected as his creation, and thereupon entered. When one speaks of four elements, fire, water and earth arise from the original self. From these elements this cosmos originated, the birthplace of all material products. Counting 17, there is the consideration of the 5 gross elements, the 5 senses and their 5 objects, together with the one mind and the soul as the 17th element. The same way, counting 16 elements, the soul is identified with the mind. With 13 elements, one has the 5 gross elements, the 5 senses, the mind and the individual and supreme soul. Counting 11 elements, one speaks of the soul, the gross elements and the senses. With the eight natural elements, the five gross ones, mind, intelligence and false ego, and the purusha, the original person, one thereupon has nine. In this way, the various divisions of the Tatva elements have been contrived by the seers, all logically being supported by rational arguments. With the sages, there is no lack of clarity. Shri Udhava said, Because both nature and the enjoyer, Prakriti and Purusha, despite being constitutionally different, cover one another, O Krishna, there seems to be no difference between the two. One sees the soul within nature, and nature within the soul. Please, O Lotus-eyed one, all-knowing and very expert in reasoning, cut down with your words the great doubt in my heart. The living beings receive from you the knowledge that by the potency of your outer illusion is stolen away again. Only you understand the real nature of your illusory power, and no one else. The Supreme Lord said, Prakriti and Purusha, nature and the enjoyer, are completely different, O best of all persons. This creation, Prakriti, is subjected to transformation because of the interaction of the Gunas. My dear, the deluding energy, consisting of the three modes, establishes by those modes a diversity of combinations and mentalities. This changeable nature based upon the Gunas is of three kinds. One is called Adhyatma, the next Adhidaiva, and another Adhibutta. In this world, One's sight, adyatma, that what one sees, Adibhuta, and the light upon it, adidaiva create each other's perfection with the sun independently in the sky. So too, the super soul, the original cause separate from these three aspects, by its own conscious experience acts as the perfection of all that was achieved. Next to their eyes, the same trinity applies to the sense of touch and what one feels with it, to the ear and what one hears, to the tongue and its occupation, to the nose with what is smelled and to one's consciousness together with its attributes. The agitation of the modes takes place on the basis of the primal eater and leads to changes or pradhana constitutes the cause of the time phenomena. The principle of the intellect, the mahatatva, therefore gives rise to a false eye-awareness that is the cause of three different types of bewilderment, emotion, vicarica, ignorance, tamasa, and sensual pleasure, eindria. Lacking the full knowledge of the Supersoul, one says things like, this is real and that is not real, with the focus of discussion on material dualities. Although useless, such speculations will not cease for as long as persons have turned their attention away from me their true abode. Sri Uddhava said, How do those souls whose minds are diverted from you by the fruitive activities they perform O Master, accept and give up higher and lower material bodies? Please Govinda, explain to me what by those who are not so spiritual is not understood because they, predominantly knowing this world, were cheated. the supreme lord said the mind of people that is shaped by their fruit of labor is bound to the five senses traveling from one world to the next the soul that has a separate existence follows that mind the mind that depending its karma always contemplates rises because of what is seen or heard about through the senses but inert when dying away from the sense subjects The remembrance of that life is thereupon lost. This total forgetfulness of the living entity, in which it does not remember a self that for this or that reason was absorbed in the objects of the senses, is what one calls death. O man of charity, what one calls birth is when a person completely identifies himself with the body he assumed, just like what one does in a dream or when one has a fantasy. And, just as one in a dream or fantasy has no remembrance of a previous dream or fantasy, one also does not think of having had a previous existence. Because of the creation of this sense refuge, this body, a threefold notion of being of a high, middle or low-class birth appears concerning the form assumed. This leads the person to believe in an outer duality also found inside, like giving birth to bad offspring my best one, created bodies constantly find and lose their existence as a consequence of time, the imperceptible, subtle energy of which one does not notice. Just like the flame of a candle, the stream of a river, and the fruits of a tree, the lifespan, the circumstances and search of all created beings are determined by it. One has it wrong when one says, this light is the same as this lamp, and this flow of water is the same as this river. The same way, it is wrong to say that this human body is the same as this person. It is a way of reasoning by which men are wasting their lives. Actually, this person does not take birth from the seed of his own activities, nor does he die. He is immortal, and was only joined with this body because of illusion, just like fire in firewood impregnation, gestation, birth, infancy, childhood, youth, middle age, old age and death are the nine stages of the body. These superior or inferior physical conditions that one owes to one's own motives of karmic rebirth. A soul accepts as his own because of being bound to the modes, but sometimes he, by the grace of the Lord, with due effort in yoga, manages to distance himself from them. From the birth of one's offspring and death of one's forefathers, one may conclude to the truth of one's own life. He who properly understands the characteristics of this duality, and thus knows he is the continuing soul, is no longer subject to this generation and destruction of things. Someone knowing about the seed and maturity of a tree, is the witness distinct from the birth and death of that tree. In the same way, one is the witness separate from the birth and death of the physical body. An unintelligent person who fails to distinguish between soul and matter, and in touch with matter takes the external world for the real thing, lands completely bewildered in the cycle of birth and death. Wandering around because of his karma, he, when he follows the mode of goodness, will go to the sages and the gods. Following the lead of passion, he will move among the common people, or fall into the demoniac grip of darkness, and by the mode of ignorance, he will find himself among the ghosts and spirits, or reach the animal kingdom. Observing dancing and singing persons, one tends to imitate them. The same way, one is, despite as a silent witness not being engaged, inclined towards a material intelligence when one is faced with the qualities of matter. Just as trees seem to move seen in water that moves, and the world seems to spin when one's eyes are spinning around, one's mental impressions of experienced sense-objects are neither real. Just like the things one sees in a dream are but figments of one's imagination, also the soul's image of a life of birth and death is but a phantom. For someone meditating the objects of the senses, material life will not stop despite being an illusory affair, just like the occurrence of unpleasant things in a dream may repeat itself. Therefore, udava, do not delight in the sense objects that play games with the senses. Just see how one, based upon the illusion of the material duality risen within the self, fails to realize the soul. When one is insulted, neglected, ridiculed or envied by bad people, or else chastised, held captive or deprived of one's means of livelihood, or when one is repeatedly spat or urinated upon by ignorant people, someone desiring the Supreme, who thus being shaken is having difficulties, should save himself by resorting to his essence. Sri Uddhava said, How do I learn this? Please, O best of all speakers, tell us that. The offences of ignorant people against oneself is what I find most difficult to tolerate. Even for scholars it is difficult, O soul of the universe. Except for those who, fixed in your dharma in peace, reside at your lotus feet, Material nature no doubt constitutes the greatest burden